Welcome to Moral High Ground, where we find out what's morally right to you. Now, here's a subject I was going to say before and didn't. Is it morally right to house the elderly in senior citizen facilities? I would say in some cases it is, in other cases it's not. And the reason why I say this is because when you put people in these homeless shelters, they're usually forgot about. They don't see their loved ones. They're spending a lifetime in fucking summer camp or one of these little, you know, recovery places, like rehab place type of thing for them. You got to think of how it feels, you know, to be in a place with strangers and you got to have these little projects that help you get to know each other. But in all reality, the elderly people belong with their family. And I believe because so many people live in the city, in cities, I should say, that they choose to put their elderly in the housing facilities because they can't take care of them no more, medical bills and stuff, even though the elderly family member might have money from all kinds of different things, from working, they might have money from Social Security and all kinds of things like that, but in some cases, Social Security can't cover enough finances for someone that's disabled and elderly. And I think it's a shame. I think it's a shame that we're putting these people in places where, you know, other people can manipulate them, like doctors, like nurses, orderlies. They come in, take stuff from these people. You always hear that one, that, oh, they stole this from me. Um, there was a, a facility not too long ago, several years back, about, oh, I'll say eight years now, where there was a homeless, or not even a homeless, my bad, an elderly facility, and elderly people in there, you know, when they die, they weren't laid to rest in a certain way because their name was still being used after death by the elderly shelter, the elderly uh, facility. They were using the social security numbers. They were using the IDs to get money steadily from the agencies to be able to buy themselves cars and all kinds of stuff. And there were so many people in this elderly facility that was doing this. And they were doing this to be able to take care of themselves. And they didn't care uh, if the family members, you know, got money they needed to bury the person or not. They only cared about what they could obtain from that person's death, even though they've been milking that person the remainder of their lives in that facility. And what happened, the repercussions of what happened to these people was uh, it came down to some nurse or whatever who had a car and then she, you know, I mean, the car was way more expensive than her paychecks and everything. And so they were able to understand that something was going on. And because multiple people had similar cars and the paychecks didn't come close to that, they were able to determine that these people were frightened uh, elderly. And this nurse was caught saying something and it trickled down all the way to the top, you know, and, you know, because the woman got caught and pretty much spilled the beans of what was going on. And, you know, these people were going golf courses, all this stuff off of these elderly people's uh, deaths and using their social security numbers and things. And. The result of it was the place, the facility got shut down. Uh, these people had to do life imprisonment, some of them. 
Uh, the main guy had to do, if I remember right, 47 years incarceration for what he did. And it's just sad that these people spent the remainder of their lives in this facility just to be exploited after death. And their families were left with damn near nothing because these people had milked them of everything the whole time they were in there. Now, if there was a place that taught people how to treat their elderly kinfolk to be able to keep them at home, then maybe they have a fighting chance. And at the same time, I believe that something is always lost when an elderly person dies because they live through generations and things that a lot of us haven't. And when they die, those secrets go with them. And I believe the old ways where the elderly person would teach the younger folks, both parents and child, you know, how to survive. They would teach them, you know, the ways of their culture. And I believe those things are needed now once again. But they can't be inhabited if we're locking the people that are elderly that are supposed to teach us these things away in these facilities that are ultimately, you know, like a death house. You know, you're just waiting for these people to die. And it's sad. You know, they're not trying to extend these people's lives, give them something adventurous to do, and give them things that they always wanted to do, like that bucket list movie. What they're trying to do is they're just trying to make their life easy until they die. Make them comfortable enough until they die. And that's wrong because some elderly people can live long periods of time. So you put them in this shelter and they watch all their friends drop one by one and continue to outlive them. Outlive people that's not even in the facility. Outlive their grandkids. Outlive their grandkids' grandkids, you know. And it's sad, you know. And then when they finally die, you know, the people that, you know, either were there that they helped create or whatever, or either passed or the ones that are, are there that remember, they don't know enough because they didn't spend enough time with that elderly person. So then their greed comes in and they're like, oh, they had a house in, in, in Beverly Hills or something and they want to sell the house and get money, you know. When people die, family members show their wickedness. The ones that have heart show their heart. In some cases, the ones you think are the most wickedness are the ones that got the most heart. And those that have the most heart are the most evilest because they build the talent online and, and manipulating people into thinking they're a great person. But really, they're demented and deceptive and wicked. And we're supposed to protect all people from this, not just the elderly, the young and the old, and anybody else that confronts this person. So you have to be strong on trying to understand people and read them for what they really are and not what we want them to be. And when it comes to these elderly people, we need to find a way to keep them moving, keep them going, keep their lifespan going, not make these elderly shelters a place where people are just medicated. And, you know, it's no different than a mental facility, probably. And try to, you know, get them to live again, like have like little proms for them or something where the girls, the elderly women can meet the elderly guys or something or have like, you know, they probably have game nights and stuff like that. But something to make them more feel more like they're part of society, like they feel more like a regular person again. Get them out there, 
get them socializing. You know, I know they got things where young people come in and visit and help the seniors and stuff. But it'd be even better if we can find a relative within their bloodline to come and learn from them and obtain that knowledge so it can be passed on to generations through their family. And I believe that the elderly people need care in a way. In some cases, they're not elderly. They had a medical issue that made them so, um, how can I put this, so injured or, you know, out of sorts to where they needed to be in the uh, uh, elderly facility. And maybe they just need some help to get out of that that way of, you know, that they were like, I don't know, it's such a hard, touchy issue. And that's why I'm kind of beating my head about it a little bit because it's just, you know, I've, I've dealt with this, you know, in my life with uh, the untimely death of my mother. And she wasn't elderly to the point that she had to be in the place. She had an aneurysm that made her damn near a vegetable and they had to put her in, in one of those places. And that was the most dramatic thing for me. And I would believe for her if she was more in a stable mind when that happened. And I just believe, you know, by the time I was young and rebellious, so it was a whole different concept for me. But looking back at it now, if I understood the way things worked in those places and understood how the medical facilities worked, which I believe them to be flawed because there was a thing and it happened to another relative of mine too, where if they're in the hospital and they're in a coma, the hospital wants to get them out after a certain number of days because they need the beds open for other people. And it's, it's so weird because once again, like I said, something about the television thing, television, you can watch a show, someone getting a coma, they're living in a hospital. But in reality, if somebody gets in a coma, they're not staying in that hospital too long. So you have to find a solution for them. Either they're coming home or they're going to one of these elderly facilities. And the thing about it is you don't have a choice because they're going to do it either way or not. The only time you have a true choice is if they're going to pull the plug or not, you know. And that's sad, you know, unless that person left a will and testament saying they want to be separated as soon as the, you know, they get to that point. But other than that, it's just, it's just a damn shame that so many people that lived decades, fought in wars, worked hard to make a company work that's probably a successful company now, but wasn't back then, you know, and tried to do things to support their family, to be able to love their family in some cases, lived a normal life where they just took care of their family and their friends and loved the people. And now they put in a place where they have to fight and deal with orderlies and nurses stealing from them. And it's just ridiculous. It's fucked up. It's sad. And places like this should be investigated. And a lot of these things should be investigated. I believe that all healthcare isn't managed healthcare in a good way. It's managed healthcare in a way to benefit the hospital and the people that work there. Because there's lots of deaths that should not happen. There's lots of things that should not happen. And in some cases, the stuff that they're doing surgeries on aren't right. You get people doing surgeries and then years later or a year later, you find out, oh, there was an easier way to do that surgery. 
that this person has to walk with a limp the rest of their life or have a back brace. You never know what the issue is. But I think instead of experimenting on people, we should have a solid fact on what the problem is and a solid solution on how to execute the plan to make this person feel as stable and normal as possible. There's no way in hell with all the money that goes through these medical facilities that these people cannot find a permanent solution to fix problems. Yeah, I know it's a, it's, it's a science of some sorts, but we live in the 21st century. It's George Jetson time, okay? We need to be able to do things that can truly benefit the people. And if it has to do with technology, the technology advances has to work with the medical medical facilities to try to find a simpler solution to help these people to where they don't get their bones broken and things to where they have to be in a medical facility because the families can't afford to take care of them. You know, we got to make these things work and we got to be able to find a way to expand on trying to make people obtain the knowledge in the right way when it comes to these medical facilities instead of having these doctors that just do stuff and then later on there's a problem and the person has to go back and fix things in their lives. You know, there's doctors that you hear about that's just straight wicked, like the ones that do plastic surgery or there'll be a, a girl, I forget what story it was and what show it was, but the woman wanted some kind of plastic surgery and asked the doctor to do it if he knew somebody. And the doctor said he could do it and he had no idea what he was doing and totally brutalated this woman, stars all over her body, he paid, she paid him, and it was all on a cover where he wasn't supposed to, you know, he was trying not to be known that he did it. And, you know, I don't remember if he was criminal, criminal charges brought up against this man, but the woman was permanently starred and had to find a real plastic surgeon to uh, repair all the problems that he had put on her body. And so... I'm just saying, I know this is that's off topic because it's about plastic surgery, but at the same time, it has to be looked at. There's so many other things that happen medically wise that are so messed up, like the woman who had got wanted to get pregnant by her husband and couldn't. And they found a doctor who could do it. And the doctor was trying to find sperm that she wanted. And he ended up putting his sperm in there. And the woman, the girl years later goes to find her dad thought it was a dad with a sperm that, you know, the mom wanted, but it turned out that it wasn't and that the real sperm came from the doctor himself. So, I mean, doctors have to be looked at, seriously looked at for what they do to people and where their mental state is. And I believe that also with mental facilities. I don't believe that some of these therapists are mentally sane or mentally sound. I believe that they're just about as nuts as their uh, patients. That's why that whole Joker Harley Quinn thing makes sense. <laughs> Therapist turning crazy with her patient, you know, and it could happen, you know, and it does happen in so many different ways, you know. I mean, if you look at the mental illness, you guys, or something that is embedded in humans based off of three things. One, a lack of understanding of enough stuff and letting the stuff you do understand overwhelm your consciousness to where it makes it jaded. The second thing is the fact that a person is doing something 
that chemically imbalances them. And I'm not just saying like street drugs. It could be over-the-counter drugs. It could be coffee. It could be anything that could alter a person's mentality and thinking in a certain sense. You never know. We're all made different. Just because you can smoke weed doesn't mean the next person can smoke weed. Maybe there's something wrong with the weed compared to, you know, to the other person. You know, we all know our own bodies. You know, in some cases, we know it better than the doctors. So, it has to be a point to where we understand that the mental illnesses come from them things as well as the ultimate thing, a demon. You know, demons possess. Demons are real. And believe it or not, a lot of them are already embedded in the human race based off the stars you're born under. And it's just, I I know it's something I can get into at another time, but I've had therapists and the whole point about it is I really didn't need them because I I think on my own in a certain way where I'm able to, to process things, analyze things and dissect it to a way I know it to be, um, how can I say this? I know it could be a burden, some things I do, and then I notice at the same time a way I can conquer those burdens and be able to achieve and succeed. And that's all someone has to do is sit back and analyze themselves and, and process the things that they do with people around them. And they're able to, to realize the truth in the whole matter of how to go about trying to obtain the success that they need. With that being said, the moral thing when it comes to people that are old is to sit there and to try to look out for them and help them and bring them close to the food. Don't let them fonder away and fall to the wayside over finances or, uh, how can I say it, a lack of judgment or just some random stupid petty family nonsense. Don't let them fall victim to people you don't even know. And that's what happens in these medical facilities that house the elderly. And it's sad. And then, you know, they even points where there's perversion going on in these elderly facilities where these guys are trying to marry the elderly women to get their money and vice versa. There's so many of those you hear about where, you know, the guys will go and they make a woman sign a warehouse and all this stuff because a woman is lonely and she just wants a friend so she'll sign that away give them things and then when their family finds out it's too late the guy owns the house he done took everything the woman is not gonna be mad at this guy because he was the only person that was befriending her and paying attention to her and this is why these things happen but people don't see it that way they just say oh this guy's manipulating her why can he do this how can he get away with that because he spent the time enough with her for her to love him and not worry about whatever he's doing is bad or good. Like they say, love is blind. So for a woman that's elderly to do these things, it's because she lacks love. She lacks the attention. She lacks people coming in and, and being affectionate with her. And so it happens all over the nation with so many people. There's one on American Greed with this like two guys that go around taking houses from elderly women and it's just it's just wrong and I believe there's a solution to all that and shoot you probably got young women doing anything hell you already do with 
guys that ain't even in the mental facility <laughs> or it just, uh, I say elderly facilities because, you know, women just want money nowadays when it comes to whatever little beauty they can hold on to before they pass their age to where they're not attractive anymore. And in some cases, it ain't even about them not being attractive anymore when they reach a certain age. It's the fact that they're not fertile, that they're in their menopause, and that they're already setting their ways based off all the interactions they had with people. So, you know, nowadays, every girl's just trying to get money. They don't really care about the true sense of relationship. And so, with that being said, you know, an old guy, he's going to want a young girl. And he's going to fall for the same trap that the elderly woman fell for with the guy. Except for maybe a little bit more quicker, unless he's stubborn and setting his ways. And so, they just have to be protected. Elderly people in these facilities have to be protected. And it has to be a solution to be able to bring these people to their family. And it has to be a solution to where the family can be able to have enough money to support that elderly person. One thing I suggest is a person who has a family, wife and kids, and their dad is old or their mom is old, move out of the city, get a place in the country, make sure you can pay for it all up in front and be able to take whatever little money that you can get from your relative as well as yourself and be able to help your family. And that way, that elderly person can walk out, breathe fresh air, and walk around with the family and then, you know, leave it as a legacy, you know, to honor that person that was there. You bought that place. The last memory you have with your elderly person, you know, and be able to build a bond, a stronger connection, separate from all the chaos of the city and whatnot. And it's just a suggestion. Nobody has to do it, you know, but I believe that's morally right. That way, the legacy and all the stories and memories and all this knowledge doesn't get lost to the past or lost in a the, in the vortex that none of us can touch. And the elderly people got it. They probably got the key to solution to fix this nation as well. But yet, we lose it because we're ignoring them more than we're ignoring the homeless people and anybody else in society. And so... With that being said, my name is Shelby Lee Kyles. Once again, this is Moral High Ground. Peace be with you and blessings upon you always.